Hello and welcome to Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. I am Elvis, your host, and I'm here to let you know that this is a not safe for work podcast. We are teachers at the end of the rope and really the end of our weeks, and we're really kind of just, we're done holding back. So we'd like to be able to talk honestly and openly about teaching, so we'll be using pseudonyms throughout the podcast, you know, protect our identities so we can keep these jobs. Because believe it or not, we like our jobs. We like teaching. We like what we do. We even like most of the kids. It's a thing. Anyway... I would like to give a big shout out to all of our supporters at Patreon. If you are one of our patrons, you are a beautiful, gifted person who gives about $5 a month, $10 a month. And with that, you get access to our incredible Facebook forum and group because it's amazing. We have watch parties. You get to live stream and chat with the host while we're recording. You get to listen to over 95 bonus episodes and content and extra things that are on our website for Patreon that you can only listen if you join. So you should do it now. And one of the other perks is you get to have your name read and so here are the names of my favorite people in the world you know host excluded mistress mischief natasha s misanthropy princess buttercup dragon lady sunday l kelsey nicole b shannon e helena c aaron b stephanie s maggie m texas teacher Kristen, miss sunshine hattie f james and ali j jody d samantha d lisa c rachel jen genie a exhausted band director kimberly k kim k jessica a swiffle f owners amanda f ariana l physics runner steph science teach 17 michael m william p aldrich t the Scorpionita, Britt M, Iron Swine, Noel R, Teresa H, Biker Teach, Marsha M, Christina B, Miss Alabama, Kristen B, Jason F, Amber H, Abby B, Sarah B, Regina N, Josie S, Sam B, Lucy P, Mary E, Jane B, Red Violin, Kristen W, Vanessa J, Mary C, RJR, Kristen C, Johanna H, Space Panties, Irma A, Nimi, Melissa M, and Sarah N. Thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast. I love you so, so so, 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 so much. Anyway, I'd also like to thank our other sponsor, Lud Lamb Dramatics. If you are a theater teacher or you know one in your building, send them or go yourself to ludlamdramatics.com. They are one of the few resources for classroom materials for theater teachers. They have posters. Can you believe it? Nobody else in the United States makes classroom posters with, you know, specific things related to theater on them. Nobody. Well, somebody does. And that's Lud Lamb Dramatics. So go to Lud Lamb Dramatics and help support them and they support us. And the circle keeps spinning. We spin it bigger and bigger. All right, my friends, we are in the, we're in summer now. It's good. I, I am, I'm almost in my happy place. I'm in and out of it a lot, but things are really good right now and I don't want to knock it. So please enjoy this episode. Number 141. Thank you guys for listening. Help spread the word one person at a time. Love you. Enjoy. Miss Bo Peep, will you chant balls for me? Oh, oh my gosh, I'm so honored. Balls, I know. Balls, 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 balls. <laughs> oh, I gotta stop coughing. <laughs> well done, well done, Miss Bo Peep. Welcome to another episode of Teacher Needs a Drink podcast. I am Elvis, your host, and today I'm joined by the delightful Miss Bo Peep. Hello. And also coming from the East Coast, Mama Chicken. Hi, friends. And our own in-house angel, Miss Bunny O'Hare. Hey, Elvis. Hey, folks. And last but not least, Count Chocolate. Yo, y'all know Count Show Chocolate Blessings. What's up? <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you're here, Count. I'm glad all of you are here. It is summer, and oh, man, 
So I did the whole thing where I don't do much for a week or two. And then my ADHD, hyper, whatever brain crazy shit that I have going on, decide that I need to try to do all the things. And so, like, I'm vacationing, I'm having friends visit, Space Panthers was in here, I went to go see Dead & Company in Colorado with one of my oldest best friends. It's just been so much fun, and I've enjoyed the, the friendship and all the love. And now, today, I had to go back to work to do summer stuff. And whoo, I was there in physical form only. My brain was not there at all. Like, I went through the motions, I taught some really good, fun summer school, summer camp lessons, but man, my brain is just not turned on. Something about like spending a week with space panties and like three days or Colorado with one of my best friends. I might have killed some brain cells in there. It might have happened. I was Mama Chicken, that's right. I was a ghost of myself today teaching. But I'm happy because I'm home now and my brain's having a little more time. It's turning on. But guys, how are you doing? How is your summer? Uh, Miss Bo Peep, what have you been up to the last few weeks? Um, I definitely relate to the, I think I need a vacation from my vacation type of feeling. Um, so I, I spent the first week of summer, um, visiting my extended family, uh, in a different state and I have a huge extended family. So we were just like, bouncing all, all around the state, trying to visit a lot of people. Uh, but, you know, my family is kind and very welcoming and the booze was flowing. Um, <laughs> and now I'm back in town and now I'm moving apartments and I have like this bit of time to get all moved and then I'm working summer camp. So uh, um, I actually listened to the podcast last week and with all this craziness on the last day of the conference, I was going to like sit down and like get a bunch of work done because the conference ended early. Yeah. But then um, I was by the beach. So instead I went and took a three mile walk on the beach because I don't get to be by the ocean much. Took that advice. Good for you. I'm proud of you. Way to go. Mama Chicken, let's go to you next. What's going on with you? How have you been since last we talked? I heard you last week. Are you doing better? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. I am thoroughly into summer break mode and doing all the things. I'm slowly tackling this tiny house I've neglected for the past 10 months and um, doing the deep cleaning and hanging out with my daughter and um, I'm drinking the beers and running and reading and uh, just getting ready to go to the beach and relaxing. Yay. I'm really happy for you. And Bunny, how is the, how is the household of the Fufu? It is lovely. We're on a pretty good little summer schedule. And um, you, I think you kind of referenced ADD, ADHD earlier, um, my little ADHD brain cannot handle being home all the time, but also it's a billion and one degrees outside right now because I live in Satan's sauna or something. I don't know. It's hot. But um, we have been trying to find an adventure to go do every day. And sometimes that's we go to the grocery store and sometimes we go to, um, there's, uh, our public library has a good little children's section, and sometimes we go there. And, um, yeah, we're just trying to find some ways to get out of the house here and there. But I have done 
nothing related to school. Oh, except that I did get to go to um, a my former work wife's wedding over the weekend. Hooray! her actual husband, her actual spouse instead of her work spouse. So yeah. That's awesome. I'm glad you got to go out and socialize a little bit. Count, you are up. So Count Chocolate, how are you doing? What's You are officially on vacation at this point. Last time you had like a day or two left. So I am officially on vacation. Um, I will tell you that I am making the most of that time away. I am remembering to intentionally breathe every day. That's the weirdest thing ever that I, I've been setting reminders like on my phone to breathe. And when it happens, like I breathe and I'm like, oh, wait, was I not breathing before? But not intentionally like taking a deep breath and controlled inhaling and exhaling. I am doing stretching and yoga every day. I'm making my way to the gym um, three or four times a week. Uh, every morning I'm, my since my brain is still on like hey you get up early in the morning but i'm up really early so before it gets to the uh satan sauna temperature that bunny mentioned <laughs> um i am up walking two or three miles every morning and sometimes jogging uh you know before eight o'clock before it gets to be like 80 i mean at that time i guess it's still around 80 degrees in the morning so it's not too bad um spending good time with family um, I'm seeing more and more friends. Um, I'm coming to visit you, Elvis, soon. Let's we're, do. We're, we're gonna hang, and we can do yoga together now. We can do the yoga. We can we can have the drinks flowing. It's gonna be a good time. That sounds fantastic. I'm proud of you, Count. That's really important stuff, and I'm glad you're getting it all done. Bunny, any mindfulness tips? Uh, blow a raspberry on a baby's belly every chance you get. That's that's pretty good for the stress. Um, oh, but one thing that kind of helps me with the breathing is like the rectangle breathing where you trace a rectangle and you go up as you're inhaling and then you hold your breath while you're going to the side and then exhale and then hold your breath going up like that forces me to slow down and not just like breathe too fast so that's that's my hot tip there this article today is from edsurge.com and it's, are schools disproportionately surveilling students who rely on school-owned devices? Monitoring student activity online has become a hot-button issue for districts, schools, and parents alike in the digital age, where information is often shared freely and copiously via email, social media, and other channels. In response to these trends, the Center for Democracy and Technology, a nonprofit that works to shape tech, say there's been widespread adoption of software that monitors students in K-12 schools nationwide. Using these tools, schools can filter web content, monitor students' search engine questions, browsing history, see their emails, messages, and social media content, or view the student screen in real time. Fueled in part by pandemic-era remote learning needs, schools have adopted this technology with the aim of measuring and improving student engagement and keeping students safe online. However, according to CDT report, 81% of teachers who responded say their schools use student activity monitoring software, and of those teachers, one in four say that the monitoring is limited to school hours. 
According to Cody Vensky, a senior policy counsel, widespread monitoring can disproportionately impact students from low-income families who rely on school-issued devices because these devices typically track student activity more deeply than personal devices. Vensky says the session recapped and they're getting a better grip on the harms that can extend from schools' monitoring of student activity online. Well, what is the bad side? What is the downside? The gist of the presentation underscore that student activity monitoring is being deployed in a widespread manner across school districts across this country, and that it can have a negative impact on students' well-being, despite the fact that it might be implemented for laudable reasons. For instance, research shows that monitoring can have a chilling impact on students who won't share their true thoughts or feelings online if they know they're being monitored. It also raises potential concerns that the data collected through the activity monitoring will be used out of context. For example, students coping with mental health challenges may, deter, may be deterred from searching for help online, and LGBTQ plus students may not search for supportive communities if they know what they're doing is being monitored. Some of the safety benefits that are reported to come from this technology might be counterbalanced by the effects it has on students' well-being and mental health. All right, so my friends out of the gate, we are talking about this. And let's look at the comments. Bunny has no official position on my underwear. That makes sense. She's never seen them. But my friends, Miss Bo Peep, Mama Chicken, Bunny, Count, what are some feelings you have about monitoring? Do you feel like this is something that disproportionately affects lower socioeconomic students? Yeah, I got things to say. <laughs> okay, Mama, you started off. Well, here's the thing. Like, it kind of blows my mind because the computers are not the kids... They're not the kids' personal computer. Like, they're not made for them to go home and search whatever they want. And, and while I would hate for a kid who needed, like, mental health services not to reach out for mental health services, of course, or LGBT, you know, you know what I mean. I, I would hate for that to prohibit a child from, from seeking some guidance for that. But what I've seen from my students, and we did, we had kind of a, a, a bust of a ring of kids at my school who were looking up nasty, nasty, nasty things, creating nasty, nasty, nasty little chats with each other on their Chromebooks during school, after school. I kind of did some reconnaissance and caught some of it. And, and my, my position is it's not their Chrome, it's not their personal Chromebook. So they shouldn't use it for personal things. I mean, I think it should be used for academics. Like that's why they have it. That's what I'd say about that. Well, I, I get that we don't want kids misusing the technology. And, but I also feel that we should, they should not monitor the computers when they're not at home or when they're not on campus. I've heard stories of schools watching kids through their cameras while they're at home and like reporting them because they see them with a bong or with a girl or with something inappropriate. But I don't know, if we're willing to give the kids the technology, I feel like we should also accept that it's going to be misused to some extent, especially after school. By, by all means, block all the porn, block all the chats, block everything on campus. But if those computers go home, they're for the kids to use at home. I mean, that's the whole pro thought process besides writing these grants is we're going to help these kids and we're getting these families to have computers. I don't know. Bunny, Bo Peep, Count? I feel like looking at 
the students through the cameras when they're in their home. I, I don't know. I, I, especially now that we're basically out of distance learning, COVID learning stuff, that's a whole other invasion of privacy. Like, that's a whole thing, especially if the students don't know that. Yeah, I, I have icky feelings about that. I'm also just like, who has the time? Seriously. Like, like Seriously. Uh, you know what I'm going to do in my spare time is look at my students through their cameras. Yeah. I, I am kind of of the opinion that, yes, monitor stuff while they're at school, but when they're at home, unless there's some reason like I got probable cause I guess like unless you have a reason to think that untoward activity is taking place then leave leave the people alone leave the kids alone well yes monitor the heck out of it I don't want to get in trouble because little Timmy was trying to find ways to get on Pornhub in class or something like I don't yes monitor the crap out of it at school because that is a life lesson in terms of when you are out of school when you are in a workplace type situation there are going to be rules about what you can and can't look at on your work device so like that part like if you're at school I don't have a problem with the stuff being monitored but at home I don't know unless you've got a really good reason to search a kid's stuff don't search a kid's stuff well I mean there's no justifiable reason for them to be doing any kind of camera monitoring though I can see there being a spot at home where they want the kids, they want to see what their screen is doing. But there's no reason for them to store any data or to watch kids at home through the school cameras. And the school doesn't need to hold on to that because who is the person looking through this? Because I know if I'm at home, I'm comfortable looking at my phone and my underwear and I let my kids wander around. And so if the school's just watching... Do your ears hang low? Do they wobble to the throat? Can you tie men or not? Can you put them in a boat? Can you throw them over your shoulder like a continental shoulder? Do your ears hang low? If you low. guys could... Camera, just go ahead and cover it on up. Because, yeah, they don't need any access at home. I don't think they need to monitor at home, just at school. And if a kid can't keep his shit together, if he can't avoid looking at porn, I keep saying he, but I know girls do bad stuff too. But if the kids keep looking at stuff at school, then they lose their privileges. But once it's at home or off campus, no, no, then it's then it's as long as the computer comes back. Here's the thing. We had kids out during COVID who were middle school age, unmonitored and I don't blame their parents a lot of their, their parents had to work and a lot of these kids stayed home and did school and they got into all kinds of crazy things they don't have the wherewithal to know what are healthy boundaries I would not take my workplace computer home and look up porn for instance because i know that's not an appropriate thing to do on that device but these kids don't know it and then they bring it into the school and that's what worries me what about if they're cyberbullying with their school device does that mean they should be searched um i there again i think there's got to be like some concrete reason not just a kid saying oh, he's cyberbullying me, but, like, if somebody can show, you know, screenshots of this is what was being sent or whatever, then I think, yeah. 
Okay, I'm with you there. Now, if a student is cyberbullying and you pull up the chats or whatever, the picture, then by all means, and search the computer, find their history and go through it there. But I don't think they need to do anything at home. But I think there's a difference between, hey, bring your school laptop in here. We need to look at it, as opposed to, hey, this kid, I hear he might be doing drugs. Let's turn on his camera and see if we see anything going on in his bedroom. I, I keep thinking about previous cases, I think, and for the most part, when something like this happened, if there were cyberbullying that took place, um, if if it were on a student's phone, we can't necessarily say, give me your phone to let me see what's going on. If they were using a school-issued device on the school's Wi-Fi, then that made it easier to track. Um, but that had to happen during school. If a parent came up and said, last night, um, you know, my child was a victim of cyberbullying, this happened at home, regardless of whatever device they were on, if it took place outside of school, it wasn't even a school matter, regardless of device. It became a police matter simply because it didn't happen on schools on school grounds. Like uh, I guess you would say the statute of limitations goes so only so far based on what's been happening. So outside of school, I don't think it's appropriate that anything can be monitored on a school-issued device um, if it's not on a school's Wi-Fi or if it's off campus. Um, and if you can access my camera and turn that on or see what's happening without my permission at any time off of campus, what a huge invasion of privacy that would be. I, I think that you just have to draw a line. And then also to comment on something else that was spoken in the chat, um, Bookworm said, we've got, you know, one tech or one IT person and there's 700 Chromebooks on campus. Is that person going to be the one who's in charge of, of finding what was said, what was posted or when and where? Like that is a whole nother realm of cyber crimes. And that's a whole division of police departments oftentimes. And and there's not enough manpower for that on a, on a you know school campus. But when you're off campus and and not on like a school's Wi-Fi or internet, I feel like that there's not a whole lot that should be done at that point. I'm with you. I, I feel like there needs to be. We're already asked to parent a lot, and I get that some kids are doing some bad shit with school property, but we have to be off the clock at some point. And we can't be responsible for these kids 24 hours a day. And so if they are trying to do something after hours and their parents don't like or it's inappropriate, then their parents can tell them, hey, no computer after eight, or you can only use the computer where I can see it. Or, hey, we have to make sure all these browsers or blockers are up. We need time off the clock. It's not our, I'm really, really sorry and will help any student who is being cyberbullied. But if it's after hours, there's only so much I can do. And I know that sounds shitty when you see someone that needs help and I will address it and I will do what I can, but I can't cyber sleuth and stalk another kid. And uh, it just can't, there's no possible way. Again, back to this thing of expecting schools to solve all of the problems in the world and solve every societal issue. Like what, what did parents do, you know, in the days before the students had school issued devices, like fix it. Yeah, send the kid to the library. Um, because of issues like this, too, it well, it's a really hard problem to solve. Because, um, for example, 
because of uh, inappropriate messages, students on our campus aren't allowed to email each other. And for subjects like mine, in which we have a lot of student leadership and a lot of student collaboration, that is so annoying. Because I'll tell them, like, oh, just email that to them. It's like, we can't. We're not allowed to. It's like, all right, okay. Because of the bullying, the bullying and the, the sexting. The bullying and the sexting, yes. The bullying and the sexting. But then it, it just becomes a massive problem for everybody. So, yeah, it's hard for that balance. And I think Count just really hit the nail on the head about just, like, how massive of an operation that would be to monitor all of that. And yeah. Oh, no, it's tough. And I want to help out kids, but really as far as I'm concerned, once 3.30 hits or 4.30 or once that computer leaves our Wi-Fi, it's Lord of the Flies out there. We're off the clock. They just need the families. But All right, here we go. Hey, guys, guess what? what? We have a Patreon. No way. No way. That's true. We have a Patreon. If you like like this podcast and you've been listening for a while and you just can't get enough of it, well, join our Patreon. There's over 94 extra episodes and more going up all the time on there. And those bonus episodes and exclusive content, they are only available on the Patreon. Plus, you get to listen and live stream our recordings while we're doing it. And we have movie watch parties and an amazing Facebook group. You should sign up and you should do it now. Do it. Woo, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) What what kind of stupidity are you engaging in this summer now that you're not up to your ears in school stuff like what's something just what's one of your like dumb simple pleasures that you're enjoying for the summer I like cuddling space panties (laughs) (laughs) and lots of weed I mean sweet oh well, actually, this started during the whole lockdown thing, but I have been into jigsaw puzzles. And, man, yes. I could get a cup of coffee, yes. a podcast, and just zone out on the jigsaw puzzle for hours. I, and I don't get to do that much. I did that down at the beach, and it was heavenly because there was a couple rainy days because, you know, beach. But So we had like a 500-piece puzzle. I had a blast just sitting there and... Chunking and chunking, just kind of mindless, it's so, relaxed. It's so satisfying. The answer's there. You just got to mm-hmm. find it. I love it. Unless your kid knocked it off under the table or under your chair or something. <laughs> or your dog yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you have one of those cats that like just jump up and slide a little bit. So my son's been doing a lot of puzzles, but I've been writing. I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm about finished with my first book. That I'm going to self-publish. Is it about me? It is not. However, my second book may have a section pertaining to... (laughs) The worst white people I've ever met. (laughs) No, no, that would not be it. This is Elvis. I'll answer the question really quick, which is just that I've been prioritizing time with family. That's... Yes, that's so important, too. Bo Peep, you're so smart. Mine is Bigfoot documentaries. (laughs) That's my stupid indulgence. Oh, that's amazing. Squatching. Squatching. 
All right, my friends. So there was a slight mistake with the Podbean app that we use, and it cut off the last like 10 minutes of our show. So I kind of rigged together, and we have the show that you got to hear today. But I want to sign off because that part was deleted. So I need to thank all of my hosts who I had with me yesterday, or when I recorded this yesterday. We had Mr. Count Chocolate. I'm not going to do an impression. We also had Miss Bo Peep. We had Miss Bunny O'Hare. And of course, the lovely Mama Chicken. I thank them so much for being with me to record this. I also want to do a big shout out to everyone out there taking care of their mental health during summer. Make sure you take some time for that because if you don't take time this summer and you jump back into the school year or into the work year, whatever you do without any mental or any break, you're going to be fried. And that's one of the reasons we had such a hard time this last year because we never really got to be off last summer. I felt like we were so worried and thinking about what was coming up and all the weird shit in the news. And my God, we got weird shit in the news now. Anyway, I don't want to monologue over this. But guys, thank you so much. Take care of yourselves. Deep breaths, deep drinks. Cheers. Do it all by myself. Space panties. All right, my friends. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Teacher Needs a Drink podcast. If you have something you'd like to share with us at Teacher Needs a Drink, then hit us up on the homepage of our website, Teacher Needs a Drink, <laughs> Teacher Needs a Drink podcast.com. We would love to hear from you and talk about whatever you got on the podcast. I'd also like to give a big shout out to our sponsor, Lud Lamb Dramatics. If you are a theater teacher and you need posters, go to Lud Lamb Dramatics. They will hook you up. And also, I'd like to give a shout out to all of our patrons at Patreon out there. If you want to hear more of our podcast because you love it so much, there is extra content even going out this week so go check it out there's like 96 extra episodes and bonus things and funny things and interviews with the host and lost episodes you can hear what we like when we first started it's pretty cool and also you get the watch parties and all that all right my friends i love every one of you please take care of yourselves take some time for yourself this summer do all you gotta do and yeah love deeply kisses guys